I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is Alexandra West. And this is Andrea Sibisati from the Faculty of Horror. And you're listening to See You Next Wednesday. Episode 72 of See You Next Wednesday, a weekly pop culture film podcast where a single die will decide what movies we have to see. This episode is dropping on July 10th, 2013. A little bit late. Sorry, guys. Yeah, that's not our fault. But my name's Dan Gorman, and I'm not punk. I'm New Wave. Totally different head. Totally. (laughs) My name's Casey Lyons, and you take some fuck and some shit and some fuck and some shit. You got a fuck shit stack. A fuck shit stack. Oh, Reggie. I'm Greg Legro, and suppose you give Wilhelm Rebecca's love for Klaus, and then you see Klaus, what are you going to give him? All you had was Rebecca's love, and you've already gone and give that to Wilhelm! <laughs> awesome. Mm-hmm. This week we got Film Roulette. We're going to be talking about The Way Way Back and Cosmopolis. Maybe some Michael Bublé. Maybe. Unfortunately. Bublé. And we're going to play some Hero Swap as well later Bublé at the boy. end of the show. Bublé butt. Um, yeah. Bublé boo. Bublé boo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sorry we're late. There was uh, flooding in Toronto, as you probably know, or maybe saw on the news if you're not from here. Yeah. Toronto was under siege. Yeah. Under siege. Almost two and a half feet under siege. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty crazy. We yeah, was my power got knocked out. A moderate amount of, of water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it is a testament to how quickly a little bit of weather can shut this fucking city down. I know, including a podcast because yeah. power was out. Yeah. yeah. What could Sorry, we do? What are we going to do? Um, also, since you last joined us on the podcast, we had a little event that we attended. That's, That's right. Uh, Greg Legro and Dan Gorman got married. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> My parents are so disappointed. Sure. Yeah. Well, you can do so much better than Dan Gorman. That's the thing. It's true, you can. <laughs> Why not a handsome boy? Yeah. <laughs> He's a plenty handsome Why? boy. Why not at least a pretty good boy? <laughs> we'll settle for pretty good. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I'm married now. I got all married on the weekend. Oh yeah, you got, you got all you got all sorts of married. I have a Jeff. wife. Yeah. Oh yep. my god, that's awesome. It's crazy. It's it pretty, was sweet. I got cool. Super drunk. And they give you this swell ring if you go and go through all this stuff. Yeah. 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 Yeah, That'll that'll indicate your um, marriedness. Marriedness. Yeah. Yeah. And Dan Gorman, I believe, was the first guest. Absolutely. Arrive? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were, yeah. I was. Just sitting there. Just you were the, you were the <laughs> I looked most down and excited. I saw Dan and I was like, oh man, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> if I remember correctly, Dan was the only guy. That's true. <laughs> yep. And it sucked. Yeah, sure. 
just me in the crowd. Woo! Yeah. yeah, marriage. <laughs> Do it. Yeah, it was a nice time. I had a good time. That uh, was awesome. Oh, man, it was a great marriage, wedding. I recommend it. Uh, oh. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Fucking mm-hmm. super fun wedding. There were um, glasses of scotch. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. That I so, may still so be much. drinking. Yeah. Yeah, I drank a lot. Was there was sweet. that, like, I was, because uh, it was also my birthday. At midnight, it became my birthday. Yeah. And I was already very drunk because when you get married, people want you to drink a lot of liquor. Mm -hmm. And uh, like right after, like when when all the speeches and dinner was done, I walked over to the bar and was like just hit by shots over and over and over. And after the third one, I turned to Dan Wolovic and said, I can't have another shot for an hour. And then he was like, cool. And he looked away and he looked back and I was doing another shot. (laughs) (laughs) At five in the first like 10, it was really crazy. That said, you were a fucking champ that night drink wise well i had the practice of the bachelor party yeah 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 <laughs> yeah and the practice of spending my 20s with bad decisions <laughs> lots of liquor. uh but the, because at midnight then everyone was really nice and had a big cheers for me at midnight when it became my birthday but and we all went out on the dance floor and danced like idiots to mark morrison uh return of the mac oh my god <laughs> wait what who who song is that? Mark that Morris had a sentence. Return of the Mac. No, I know the song. Uh, like for, uh, I didn't know there was anyone <laughs> named Mark Morrison. Yeah, well, I guess I wonder. just assumed it was like Belle Biv DeVoe. Yeah. Any song that's remotely like that, I just assume it's is either Belle Biv DeVoe or another bad creation. Yeah, <laughs> which I don't even think they did any songs. No. I think they were just a bunch certainly of kids. none. As I good think as they were just the a bad creation. Yeah, but I that's had... why they were such a bad creation. <laughs> Someone didn't any songs. didn't do anything. Someone handed me a cocktail and a shot at 12 and it was like hey you know cheers yeah. and so i like i took the shot and i slammed the cocktail because i was being dragged over the dance floor yep. and then when i was on the dance floor gavin fox arrived with a tr- like a waiter yes, with a I tray full of liquor i'm like come on <laughs> yeah well clearly it did not affect your uh drinking capability because yeah. fucking back at the hotel oh there my. was drinks until dawn jesus damn champagne bourbon vodka uh, Sweet, just all at once. Yeah. That's awesome. All, all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> as we were unpacking stuff up in the morning, I found this bag that had liquor that people had given us as a gift, and I was like, "Thank, Thank God, God, nobody. We didn't know it. this was here." Yeah, seriously, <laughs> shit would have been messy. Yeah. Just terrible. Um, but a lovely time. Yeah, it was awesome. Absolutely, time. super good. Mm-hmm. I have a couple things. I watched a shitload of movies that weekend because yep. I had the Monday off. So. I'll, I'll rattle through them without too much, uh, but but I watched this movie called A Shock to the System with Michael Caine. Oh, right. I got that in my queue. How is yeah. that? It's pretty good. Right. It's interesting. It's Early almost, 90s? Uh, yeah, it's like 93. Is it 90s? Yeah. It was late 80s. Uh, I am drinking here. this way too fast. Yeah, it's Greg's going to be caffeine. <laughs> yeah, you've got, uh, what, about two liters of uh, iced coffee yeah. right I'm there? Like right here. Um, right this oh, Shock to the System's from 1990. Um, and it's kind of like a proto-American psycho because he's like this upper-class businessman huh. who's up for promotion, and he has this wife and a big house, and he gets like electrocuted one day changing a light bulb, and, and it kind of sets his life on a new course. Does he become like Shocker? He becomes like Shocker. <laughs> he becomes Mitch Pullen. He, be, he get, becomes the ghost in the machine and Jeez, just starts Peter killing Man. everyone. Uh, no, basically... He becomes Russell Crowe in that <laughs> movie no one remembers. Yeah. Um, I saw that at a Drive through. Oh. Virtuosity, is that what yeah, it was? That's, the yeah. one. that's a terrible movie. <laughs> I remember buying Virtuosity like on VHS thinking, like, this is going to be hilarious and awesome, and watching it and be like, this is fucking stupid. Okay, I'm sorry. It's like that Russell Crowe movie that everyone, everyone remembers. remembers. <laughs> But, Sorry about that. So, yeah, shock the That's system. an anecdote to go with. 
Michael made this t-shirt. Basically, Michael Caine doesn't get this promotion, and his wife is like kind of terrible to, like not super terrible to him, but he like really annoying to him, and he becomes this sort of decides he's going to murder anyone who gets in the way of having the life that he deems perfect in his own mind, kind of American dream thing. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting. It's a little bit bit conflicting in its message, but it works best when it causes you to question your yourself watching it because michael kane is like so likable how mm-hmm. yeah how is he in this he's, in, he's in a villain role the best part of it yeah. because he sells that it's michael kane and i love him and there's a little bit of dark comedy to it so you're you're kind of like i'm really enjoying this but then it's also about him doing these terrible things and you deciding like oh he's actually a horrible murderous villain but like it's a dark comedy and it's kind of propelling itself under the guise of being like an entertaining thriller, so he's it kind of works when you're when you're second guessing, like, oh, he's despicable, but I'm finding him charming. Yeah, mm-hmm. so well, he's good. I guess he walks that line well because the, the Death yeah. Trap has exactly elements like that too. Right? It is yeah. a comedy, but it's super. Yeah, dark. he plays a good, lovable douche. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, I, I thought it was very interesting. It's definitely interesting to see with something like American Psycho coming uh-huh. so far later doing a similar thing. Speaking of which, sorry to to change gears. Um, does anyone know what's going on with that American Psycho remake they're doing? Is that still a thing? Remake? Are they still doing that? That was a thing? Yeah. I, yeah. Well, it was a thing for a while. Like, it was sort of a rumor. And then I read that definitively someone had signed on to produce the thing. I don't know. But they hadn't found a director yet. Well, that sounds like a stupid idea. Yeah. I think it's a ridiculously <laughs> stupid idea because yeah, that yeah. movie's not that old. No, no, no. no. It's um, not. And I thought Mary Heron did a fine job. Well, yeah. And particularly the cult status that that film has built up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like when it came out, it was, didn't do well and had really mixed reviews. But over time, it's become. Well, as Huey Lewis said in that awesome clip, it's you know become a kind of a modern classic. Yeah, you know, yeah. Or at least a cult classic. Yeah. Um, there's a news article from 2011 saying American Psycho remake in the works will be set in modern times, but I don't know if that has any Ugh. traction still. Ugh. So. Well, I hope not. It can't that's work a stupid in idea. modern times. Yeah, totally. More on that later. Trust um, me. Yeah. I'll, oh wait, no, I don't believe that they would remake it for today's, like like set it in today. Is that what that's, that's, yeah, that's what that thing times. said. I was that kind of thing doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I was literally thinking about what my hair looks like right yeah. now. So <laughs> <laughs> looks good, pretty good. Um, in advance to watching the way way back, I watched Slums of Beverly Hills, right? Because mm. I wanted a coming of age movie. I started watching that and I fell asleep. So <laughs> uh, really good. I really liked it. Definitely ch- cast like? check it out. The uh, cast quite is a good. Like, cast. Marissa Tomei, um, Natasha Lyonne. Um, is What's his name? Alan, Alan Arkin. Alan Arkin's is really good Is that actress that I love but never remember her name? Um, she was in uh, American Splendor. Are you thinking of... Paul Giamatti. Uh, no. <laughs> no, I'm thinking Mina of... Mina Suvari's in it. Marissa Tomei, Alan Arkin, Natasha Leon. Okay, well, now Super I'm good. W- wondering who I'm thinking of. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> this is good. Good this, podcast. This is good podcasting. Um, anyway, I also watched Pacific Heights. Super good. Yeah. <laughs> is it good still? Good? It's pretty bad, but it's pretty entertaining. Yeah, all right. It's a piece I haven't of shit. seen that since 1990 or yeah, whatever. I remember thinking, like, that's a top thriller. It's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> this thing is no, psychologically taught. Yeah. I love that response. You're just in the theater, like, well, that was that was taught. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I'll mention two more super quick. One, I'll just get right out of the way. I saw, I watched Sudden Death, Van Damme. Oh, yeah. That's uh, a hot hockey one right yeah the hockey mm-hmm. one pretty fun yeah. pretty shitty as well i think that was like the last successful theater one he yeah did. 
Definitely. Yeah. Same director as Time Cop, Peter Hyams. Oh, then you know it's good. So you know it's <laughs> good. But the one I will spend a second on, uh, uh, the new Brian De Palma movie, Passion. Oh, right. Um, I got a, a text from Alex from Faculty of Horror basically saying, you have to put this movie on right now. <laughs> so I did, and it is fucking crazy. Watch this movie. Seriously. <laughs> Brian De Palma, Passion. It, it is so garbage euro european trashy like uh, tawdry thriller and it's so i it was bad like it, de palma is not but good i anymore. love him i love him doing that because but, he's so bad at yeah. it yeah and it's like, but uh, it's batshit insane de palma because it's like he just decides halfway through the movie now everything's going to be lit with noir through the blinds lighting mm. where everyone has blinds <laughs> on their that, face again that remi- that's it's so like what is the movie i'm trying to think of um uh, the actor uh uh you're terrible today had that actor in it uh used to, what a de palma movie yeah like it's an earlier de palma movie um dressed to kill no i'm gonna the look it body up. double body double that's yeah. what i'm thinking it's of. it's even more like because body double is pretty well put together in terms of trashiness and stuff but this is yeah. just kind of like scattershot like all of a sudden there's split screen when there was no split screen in the movie ever and none of it makes sense and there's it's one of those movies where people do things that are totally alien to the human race uh-huh. like there's an uh, there's my favorite scene in the movie i like to call numi rapace forgets how to use cars <laughs> she just gets in a car and like drives it into a wall and then starts crying and and running around screaming for no reason <laughs> and you're like what is going on in this movie i love it that's amazing <laughs> yeah it's yeah. it's a piece of shit but it's is really it to be relatable is so spotty i like, know even in his great movies his great movies are spotty yeah you know there's Raising Cain f- is only about three quarters good. No, yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is it bad? Uh, well, no yeah. way! I love that movie. No, when it came me out. too. Uh, Lithgow it, is awesome in it. Yeah, Lithgow's amazing dude, in that movie. So, and he's wacky as fuck. It's Watch so it. stupid. Yeah, <laughs> it's but that's super what wacky. De Palma does. Totally, he makes yeah. Yeah. And like the, that the Untouchables is almost an awesome movie, yeah. but it's just it, it isn't because he just fucked it up. I mean, totally. he has genius scenes in it. Like, I mean, the the at the end, it's not even quite the climax, but the the train station scene at the end of Untouchables is, yeah. is uh, like if you're going to make a movie or become a director like study that yeah. this is perfect suspense yeah. right. perfect fucking suspense so good but then you know there's like I don't know some people like this movie but like Blowout with Travolta ugh God, I can't, I can't watch that movie Isn't, is or Snake really? Eyes with Cage oh my god what a yeah. pile of shit what I've always wanted to see but that was in the late 90s right that, oh yeah yeah that yeah. was in the late 90s when nobody was Making like like prominent directors were all making first, shitty movies. It was his movies. follow up to the first Mission Impossible movie, which is really good. Yeah, surprisingly good, and yeah. not a very De Palma esque movie. No, 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 but it's his. It, it's those those Dutch angles yeah. and stuff that he throws in. Yeah. that make it De Palma e mm-hmm. and still make it the best Thank of you. the mo- of the series. I immediately regret saying De Palma esque. It yeah. made me feel very dirty. <laughs> I couldn't use that again, so I had to go with De Palma. I appreciate e. that <laughs> much better. But the, yeah, Mission Impossible one is, and it's got problems too. Yeah. Well, mostly it's a couple of bad performances. But uh, but that kind of noiry angle he throws into that movie is what really makes it successful. Totally, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, and still better than any of the ones that are, I like. All I like the whole series except for yeah. two, but one is above and beyond. Yeah, I, I would say about Passion that I don't think anything in it reaches the like oh that's a genius De Palma esque scene. Yeah. Casey, looking at you, mm-hmm. you pretentious. Um, fuck. Was there anything De Palma e though? Oh, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Lots of De Palma e things. Very good. He Not never S. reaches the esque heights. Mm-hmm. But no, but it's just a lot of really bad shit and 
insane, crazy things, and it's super entertaining to watch. It's just one of those movies that you're like, what is going on in this film right now? I don't even know. Like it, at first, I was like, this is just actually bad. Why am I watching this? But then, as it like gains insane and like like insane speed, you're like, what? is going on it's so <laughs> at first you're like what am i watching and then you're like what am i watching i love it <laughs> yeah it's it's worth watching in the end of the the ending the twist at the end you're like i don't even that doesn't make sense you didn't tell me anything is this person real or are they not you haven't established She's been anything for 30 yeah. years definitely watch it it's not a good movie but it, it, it is a highly recommended film <laughs> from me Sweet. Yeah. All right, I'm in. Yeah, and then that's that's my ranting about movies I watched. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, in uh, in preparation for seeing the way way back because I want well not a coming of age thing but a sweet little love story. I watched uh, Safety Not Guaranteed. Mm-hmm. That right. is one likable movie. Yeah, I enjoyed it's the it. Second like is the second most likable movie perhaps uh, I, I've ever seen. Really? Yeah. I didn't think it was incredible or great or I just thought like it was okay. I, I just liked I it. really love a low key story. Yeah. Um, that. Oh, why can't I? I can't describe things not like a douche today. Uh, but it, it's a very low key story. It's very sweet, and it sort of defies expectations at, at certain points. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the performances are amazing. Uh, Jake Johnson is fantastic in that movie. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I kind of felt like by the end of it, I remember kind of thinking, "All right." <laughs> I don't know. I I thought it was I thought it was really nicely executed, mm-hmm. and I really like it when no. they do a thing where a movie. Defies expectation. Yeah. That's all I'm going to yeah. say. Yeah, totally. That's fair enough. It's definitely a good a good movie to check yeah, out. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, you it. should totally Netflix it. That's yeah. where, mm-hmm. It's on Netflix, right? Yep. Uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's a good it's one. Good. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Mm. Anything else? I don't know. You know anything else? I don't. Hey, buddy. I already... Yeah. No, I'm good. You know what? You know what? Uh, one little quick thing. All right. And you and I will go, oh, yeah, it's so good for a second. Okay. I rewatched Clue. Oh, yeah. That's what I watched. Fuck yes. I rewatched uh, 15 minutes of Clue before I fell asleep. <laughs> I watched it right after the wedding. Yeah, okay. Right on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Clue is. It's I so good. I will never understand why, like, more people don't fucking freak out about Clue. Yeah, yeah. and going back on it, too, like, because I haven't seen it in a lot of years, but I loved it when I was a kid. And I watched yeah. it over and over and over again. Um, it was right after I moved to Canada, and it was showing on First Choice. And nice. because it has all the multiple endings, it was like every night of the week they showed it with one of the endings, you know? Oh, so it was like, watch oh, the no ending, and then it ends, and that's that. Yeah. And then you watch it the next, and it ends like that. And I was like, this is amazing! Yeah. But uh, but I still, <laughs> due to that process, I just got in the habit of watching this movie over and over. And mm-hmm. because I was a kid and I was stupid, I'm like, how's it going to end this time? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know how many there were. Uh, it's just a three. Um, <laughs> yeah. You just assume there were infinite. Uh, well, there's a lot endings. of characters, so right. I was Absolutely. like, they're going to do one for like every character. Dude. Yeah, but uh, the, the the it's great comedy. Oh it's yeah, great, it's great. Kind of timeless, it's but, more subtle but old school, class, classy comedy. Yeah, mm-hmm. old. It's like very farcical. It's mm-hmm. a. It, it's like. The classic thing to a farce is there's too many doors, you know, like, and there's yeah. always people yeah. coming in and out of rooms. Yeah, and yeah shit. That, that very French fusion. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but they and, nail it. They nail and they it. nail it. And it's fucked. The cast in that movie is incredible. It's incredible. Everyone is just. Madeline Kahn in that film uh-huh. fucking slays me. Oh, yeah. Every time. Yep. Her bit about uh, when she's talking, when she gets really. Her face so, yeah. <laughs> she gets so. Uh, fl- flames, flames on the side of my face. <laughs> like, fucking perfect. 
Yeah, and oh. uh, I can't remember the actress's name. Uh, the one from uh, Private Benjamin, mm-hmm. uh, the older lady. Just hilarious. Uh, Michael McKean, genius. Tim Curry, mm-hmm. genius. Yeah. Uh, Martin Mull's up in there. Yeah, Martin Mull's. Oh, yeah. He's great in everything. Michael McKean, yeah. Martin Mull. Like, I had no idea John Landis was so involved in that yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And know. Deborah Hill as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. She produced yeah. it. She's yeah. got. Deborah Hill has a, a subtly impressive production career. Yeah. A lot of people don't really know the name Deborah Hill, but if you look at what she's had her hands on, definitely. It's insane. Like the and best of John Carpenter. Well, her, well her, yeah, her main partner was uh, was John Carpenter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his career was has never been the same without her. Yeah, yeah. and 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 the influence on the films that she did have a hand in, you can tell there was like the influence was big. Like the stuff with John Carpenter, it was like he needed somebody to write believable dialogue for the girls that will ring true to like teenagers and stuff and you can just tell like she kind of nails it yeah. like i know i know some people have kind of detracted halloween for the for the women the female characters because they're kind of airheady or whatever but mm-hmm. i feel like like her like pj souls executing that dialogue that deborah hill put together just like works so well for me i just yeah. like pj souls saying totally every other word and in, in in halloween i don't know why i find it so funny and so like great i just i do <laughs> She's a very likable character, and I don't think that uh, that Jamie Lee Curtis is that airheaded in no. the movie. Hmm. But yeah, she's Deborah Hills. She's reactive, yeah. certainly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Clue is awesome. You should we should watch. Yeah, it. yeah. it's one of those weird things I like because I know Doug Benson talked about it on uh, yeah. on Doug Loves Movies because people were saying it's great, and he because he said it was shit, and somebody sent him a DVD of Clue, and then and then he like a couple weeks later was like, yeah, I watched that DVD that you guys sent me a Clue. Still not a good movie. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? No, I think it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, really funny. Just a fun, fun movie. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> and Howard Hessman shows up in it. Yeah. You can't go wrong. <laughs> oh, Christopher Sweet. Lloyd, too. Yeah. yeah. Of course. I love everything that guy does. Yeah. I don't think I've ever not liked totally. him in something. Um, speaking of Howard Hessman, uh, Dr. Detroit is on Netflix. I yeah. And give that a watch soon. That's a movie. Uh, oh, that is a there's movie. There's no it's, way that can be good. No, it's it, not. Well, it never was, but I some I like watching it. Yeah. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Well, it's like Howard I know the Duck. It's not Howard good, the Duck I, is a terrible fucking movie, but I like yeah, watching I, it. Because like, not... remember when I used to watch this? <laughs> <laughs> remember Doc Titties? Yeah. Yep. All right. All right. Is that about it? I think it might All be. All right. It might be it. Let's get into film right then. Let's go. Film Relators, our weekly segment where the three of us roll a die and the two high rollers get to go see something good. This week, Casey and I went and saw The Way Way Back and the loser has to go see something shitty. Greg didn't have to go anywhere. He watched Cosmopolis on Netflix. Yeah. But the loser gets to give the winners an album to listen to for the following week. So Greg will be doing that to us this week. And Greg and I will be talking about an album that Casey gave to us last week. That's how the game's played. That is what we did. Yeah, we played it. <laughs> that is what we did. I don't know did. how you're playing I, it at home. If you're playing at home, you're doing it, probably doing it all wrong. And <laughs> well, you're if not you're, following playing, those if you're rules. playing by the French rules, it's a yeah, very yeah. different There's game. A lot of doors. Make the official yeah, there's a lot of doors. <laughs> We're going to make the official home version yeah. of Film Roulette. <laughs> yeah. It'll be a VHS family. thing. <laughs> you'll have to put the VHS in. <laughs> and, it, and the roulette version will be you'll fast forward and then stop it somewhere on the tape and press play and it'll be a Oh, die. so it's going to be like that nightmare game yeah. that you used to... Uh, oh. That thing was a good idea from the get. <laughs> I had all the nightmares Did in, you in our household. One, two, three, and four. Elizabeth Bathory was the vampire one. It was pretty fucking what? great. Yeah, there was a bunch of different hosts. It was awesome. Uh, 
I don't think I got as into that whole the subculture of it as you did. <laughs> yeah, I, I followed around like a fucking su- like <laughs> yeah, a dead yeah, like head. Yeah, the Grateful Dead. Yeah, sure. Sure. <laughs> went to all the game expos. <laughs> see what's coming up next in the Nightmare series. <laughs> no. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, get into the way way back. Oh, are we going to start with a good one? Yeah. Do we usually do that's that? That's what we do. That's what we do. That's how we play the game. Welcome to the 72nd People episode. People at home are probably doing our... it wrong. Not starting with a good one. Yeah. yeah. Um, so The Way Way Back is a comedy drama coming of age film directed by Nat Faxon and Jim Rash, who you may remember as the screenplay writers of The Descendants, Descendants which I did, Two not, of them. did not like. I still haven't seen it. Um I, did, I remember thinking that was okay, and then like coming back to it a couple like a month later and being like, "No, I don't like that movie." Yeah, yeah. I've um, done that with I've done that with a couple of uh, Alexander Payne movies. A couple like oh, yeah. Schmidt is always yeah. a good movie. I love that Election movie. is always Great. a good movie. Uh, Sideways, I really loved the first time I Me watched too. it again. Did not care for no, it. No, yeah, the second time around, I was like, yeah, no, I no rewatchability. No, no, terrible, not at yeah. all. I've it's seen super about charming Schmidt a half a dozen time. times though. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, about Schmidt is always a fucking great movie. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, so this was their first directorial, uh, film, Nat, Nat, Nat and Jim. Mm-hmm. So old Nat and Jim, old Nat and Jim, as I refer to them. Huh. So this is the story of a 14 year old on vacation with his mother. <laughs> sing that for a second. This, this is the story of a 14 year old. <laughs> <laughs> He's on summer vacation with his mother and her new boyfriend. And her boyfriend also has a daughter. So it's kind of a awkward kind of family thing and he ends up taking a daughter of the of, of the, the same of age. the boyfriend as of the same age uh, yeah. as the as the son and there. so he ends up taking a job at the local water park and befriending uh what's his name sam, sam rockwell? rockwell yeah in sort of a meatballs-esque tripper harrison kind of role very much like yeah that. and and just kind of coming to the age. point where i feel like it was a bit of an homage yeah like the character who literally every single line is a joke, is a joke or like, or like a, a wacky yeah, little thing to say. Kind of like a nudge yeah. to the kid kind of thing. Yeah. So uh, Yeah. Okay. So I'm very interested to know what you thought about this movie. Okay. You want me to go first? I do. So <laughs> this is a movie that I didn't love, but that I, like, I can't say that I, I fully wholeheartedly loved this film, but I also can't say that I didn't have a very pleasant, enjoyable time watching it. I think it's very... It's weird because it straddles a line between being very expected coming of age mm-hmm. stuff and then every once in a while really taking a step out of that and and having these moments that are truly unexpected emotionally. And when those things happened, I felt really affected emotionally by the story, but I also found myself falling back on kind of being like, but it's just kind of a it's okay. Mm-hmm. But I just kind of I found myself waffling back and forth between being like, oh, that was great. And oh, this is just, you know, this is the placeholder scene, blah, 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 Mm -hmm. from coming of age Mad Libs or whatever. I saw somebody (laughs) saw somebody say Mad Libs, so I can't claim that as my own interpretation of this film. But yeah. (laughs) All right. Like, I liked it. Mm -hmm. It was very enjoyable. All right. I thought that Sam Rockwell's character was definitely my favorite part of the film. I thought his relationship with with uh the 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 kid Duncan was really was really good. Mm-hmm. And I actually thought that Duncan's relationship with his mom was was pretty fresh as well. Mm-hmm. Something that you don't see a lot in coming of age movies is like 
you usually just see like the parents are really pushing down on the son and he's like oh i don't want to stand up or anything but there's a few key scenes in this film where where he does something truly unexpected of a character in a coming of age film like very well stands up and says like this is bullshit this is how i feel and i don't think you get that a lot so moments like that where i was like whoa this is good Mm -hmm. and then yeah other moments where i was like yeah this is just what i expected Mm -hmm. what did you think i i loved it Mm -hmm. this is my second favorite movie of the year um, next to uh, Before Midnight. Yeah. Uh, I think that it's like, I, I think that all of the sort of coming of age tropes that it uses are used in new ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's the, I think it's a coming of age movie, much like Meatballs or something like that, where it's super funny, but I think it's as poignant as it is funny, but at Definitely. no point is it ever overwrought. Uh, like with its with its drama, because there are moments of intense drama, but they're never played yeah. to uh, to a huge crescendo totally. of craziness. I, I uh, definitely agree with that, except for the one and the dichotomy between uh, <laughs> dichotomy, uh, the dichotomy between his ho- well, technically his home life, because mm-hmm. you know they're uh, his. Basically, his mom, played by Tony Collette, uh, has this boyfriend played by played brilliantly by Steve Carell. Good. Oh, I thought he was amazing. I mm-hmm. thought I thought he knew exactly who it the was character nice was. Nice to see him doing something with a bit more edge, a bit yeah. more darkness. And and you knew what his intentions were towards everybody. He kept wanting to push for them to be a family, but he was. But all he would do is alienate the yeah. boy, and so there's tension between them. Um, Alice and Janney as the neighbor was she absolutely was brilliant. I feel like she should almost be nominated. She was because good. It, it was this crazy character work where she's so overt, yeah. But um, but at the same time, completely believable. Like I think I've known that woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so his, the home life is so awkward and so painful that juxtaposed against. The uh, where when he's at the water park and all it is is just pure fun and yeah. everybody is super funny Definitely. and like hilarious and they push him to do these crazy things that he just does because yeah. he's completely out of his element and then he learns that he has a place in the world. It's absolutely yeah. the, beautiful. The it's thing a I like the most movie. about the water park thing mm-hmm. is that I feel like they play it perfectly in in a way to make it relatable to anyone. Like, you don't, like, obviously, none of us have worked at a fucking water park, but, like, I grew up being really into music mm-hmm. and found, like, kind of a solace in the quote-unquote family that the music scene gives you, and, right. and you see that in this movie you see him going to this water park he finds an identity and finding exactly and i felt like that was really good uh and and like it it gives everybody a little like like jim rash jim rash and nat faxon give themselves nat faxon yeah hard to say his name for some reason i find Um, it hard to say yeah but uh they give themselves little roles where they do just enough and are like (laughs) jim rash is like this the cranky guy who works there but like it's such an inclusive place to be yeah. that it's just this great nurturing place that a kid couldn't find anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, um, and, I, and I thought it was absolutely sweet, but at no point was it like winking at you. It, it came by everything completely honestly. Mm-hmm. And that kid plays 
painfully awkward yeah. so well. I, yeah, I, his, I made a note of that. Physicality. I, he plays one he of them. Walk, he just lumbers around. Totally. Mm. And not in a way like, mm, I'm a brrr, yeah. teenager. In a way like, I have no idea how to fit in the world. Yeah. He looks so uncomfortable all the time. He plays like probably one of the most believable, like, quote, unquote, nerd outcast yeah. characters in like recent years. Maybe since like Freaks and Geeks or something. Like, it's yeah. that kind of just like hits the nail on the head. Like, that he is what it's like. He feels to be. like a weird cross between. Yeah. Uh, John Francis Daly and Martin Starr. Yeah. Oh, totally. I just, I just felt like there was stuff in it where I kind of, and I, and and I didn't super dislike them, but I was just kind of like, all right, this is this isn't doing it for me. I just mm-hmm. felt like there was some stuff the way that the film kind of, the way the film wraps up on a big note. I thought was like like there's kind of a not a race or whatever. I don't know what you like. There's always something big that happens at the end of these kind of movies, and I felt like like in Meatballs, there's like the track race, and in this thing, there's a water slide thing, and I just mm-hmm. kind of was like, all right, I didn't really need that, but I like no, it. No, well, I, but I don't even think that that's what it was, or or rather, I think that the the little race was was. Not necessarily an afterthought. It was just the kid had to reclaim something. Mm-hmm. And he oh, did. totally. I, I understood it and I got it, but I was just kind of like, I just thought and there I was other that, ways you could have done it. I thought it was really nice that it that that they used sort of a classic trope from mm-hmm. that from that kind of movie. Yeah, but Fair they enough. used it, but they they didn't use it like to be like to add more jokes or yeah. anything. They. I that's totally fair. And there's a little bit of ambiguity about the race yeah. that uh, that you kind of go like mm. mm-hmm. I just felt like there was a point where I felt the movie could have been wrapping up already and then it just kind of went a little bit further and I was like whatever. But I did think <laughs> that there's a there's kind of like a denouement at the end of the film with mm-hmm. with the mother that I thought sure. was played f- like really perfectly and, oh, and yeah. there were moments in this film Absolutely. that really hit emotionally like you were saying just just perfect and mm-hmm. and definitely got me misty it cut like once or twice for yeah. sure especially like when i like that scene i mentioned and not to spoil it or whatever but where that where where he, the kid does kind of step outside of what you expect from a coming of age film i thought was just very intense intensely emotional and played so well and, so and well. very by, by everybody very surprising too like when that scene happens and if you'll see this movie you'll know what it is uh it was very just like whoa that's not something i expected at all to happen no, no but it's a movie that knows how those characters would handle it because mm-hmm. in that situation a kid a kid asserts himself and and all of the adults uh he asserts himself to in revealing something um, mm-hmm. about the adults and the adults sort of look down and deny yeah like like the adults very much have their set way of dealing with things and uh, and a kid is trying to figure out his way of dealing Mm -hmm. things like everything about this movie was so well crafted um and and executed perfectly in in my mind yeah fair enough and i and i i did like i said I, i can't say that i thought it was amazing or best of the year but but i did have a really good good enjoyable time watching it and i came out of it just thinking like that was very pleasant i very really enjoyed it overall i had issues with it but it's definitely something to check out everybody's a good summer movie Mm -hmm. it hits the laughs very well it hits emotional stuff well it's just i I thought some of the cliches were just kind of like all right seen it kind of like uh, yeah i could see how how they could be construed as as cliches and 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 in some ways i guess they kind of were but i Maybe I just if, if they the work for you, then that's yeah. You know? may, maybe I mean maybe it's just a semantic thing. Maybe I yeah. just call them homage, and maybe yeah. that makes me like them more. I don't know. <laughs> no, yeah, no. I think I think we're 
totally yeah it's we're on base i think yeah. it's uh, we, we yeah. don't disagree in, no not so. at all it's just certain things you, you yeah ha- i i maybe you have a better eye for for watching film than i do i think i so. don't think so i think so but <laughs> you inspire me every day <laughs> oh jeez i'm going to cry <laughs> not anger falls all right so speaking of great movies how was cosmopolis yeah uh, you had to watch a netflix I, pick yeah uh, cuz there wasn't anything in theaters nothing that in theaters looked that bad. bad enough so and this, this was my idea that's to have what's this so good cuz i saw a bit of this and was like whoa this is horrifying i had to turn it off <clears throat> so now I've seen the whole thing. Um, so for those of you who don't know, Cosmopolis is a film by David Cronenberg, uh, starring Robert Pattinson and uh, a, scads of other people. Uh, but we'll get to that. The plot of this film is riding across Manhattan in a stretch limo in order to get a haircut. <laughs> a 28-year-old billionaire asset manager's day dissolves into an odyssey with a cast of characters that start to tear his world apart. Oh, shit. Sounds intense. <sighs> Doesn't it? It already, it sound, it already yeah. sounds terrible. It I can is, tell you okay, that. Based movie, on a book by Don DeLillo. Uh, so, yeah, right. <clears throat> Okay, I could I, I could talk about how this is a very pretentious film that throws around a, a lot of ideas and arguments about things that we've seen in pretentious movies before, like the dangers of capitalism yeah. or the, 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 the lack of humanity and personality there is in big business and money it, and Wall Street and this sort of thing. Is it set present day? It is. Okay. Now, and the whole film is Robert Pattinson's got a, he wants to go get a haircut. So it is him driving across town, and the whole movie takes place pretty much almost entirely inside of a limo. Yeah. And it still looks cheap. Like, it looks like it still feels like they didn't <laughs> – like, it just – it looks awful. And it's – okay. Have you ever been in high school? Did you guys go to high school? No. no. Nope. High school? Skipped right through. Yeah, yeah me okay. too. Do you remember uh, theater <laughs> programs in high school? Sure. Do you remember one-act plays? Yeah. yeah. This plays out like a series of one-act plays and like one-act play acting oh. uh, of that, oh, that, God. that really horrible, pretentious, noir angle that people try and throw into things when they're trying to talk about something, man. Mm. Like a lot of people talking to each other but not looking at each other. Like it starts with Robert Pattinson uh, out on the street with his driver. <laughs> that's very Uncle Vanya. Yeah. <laughs> He start, he's standing on the street uh, with his driver, and he's looking one direction, his driver in another, and he's like, I think I want a haircut. And his driver doesn't look at him. He's like, we'd have to go across town. He's like, I think I want a haircut. It would take all day. I think I need that haircut. Like this sort of like, <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. like that sort of like, there's clearly subtext here, but we're not telling you what it we're is. Not, yeah, we're talking we're not sure either what it is. Yeah, yeah it's like, yeah. and it's, I feel like the actors don't know what the subtext actually No, no, is. not at all. Because it's really, like, <laughs> it's really weird. And, like, it, scene it's after like scene. It's like just goes, uh, there's subtext in the scene. What just, is just their just subtext? Just act pretentious. <laughs> You'll be fine. Like, and all of it has this tone. So, now, it, and it's using all, like, the, if this was uh, a one act or a series of plays or just a play, because it feels like a play because of the, of the uh, lack of uh, location. Right. It feels like a really pretentious stuffy cutting edge play from 1986 about the business world like it doesn't Brad work Fraser today this, this 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 vibe the the themes that are coming up the way the people interact it is tired old 80s commentary this is a commentary on business and well that's why i was lack asking of communication if it's in the day. 80s it all feel yeah it's it's supposed to be 2012 or 13 but it just it all feels alien and wrong it's like when you're talking about them remaking American Psycho and having it now, and I was like, yeah. more than that later, because it doesn't work. 
I mean, we like the '80s a lot now, and it infiltrates a lot of yeah. things. But it's in a in a a very just tactile way. It's a super. Uh, uh, it isn't the same substance. We Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. We're working mm-hmm. on the same uh, subject matter and uh, political uh, angles that the, that the 80s what, were. Wasn't this right. movie, though, supposed to be like, I feel like I remember reading people talking about it like, oh, it's a, like the the, par- like the the satire is is trying to be of the time in terms of like the Occupy Wall Street stuff's going on. And like this is like what the Wall Street people and here's our like satirical take on it. Yeah, like, but it's, it's not handled in any kind of way that, that so feels weird. like it makes sense yeah. in this decade you know uh, and that stuff is there but it's so in the back seat you barely because they don't oh there's fun yeah there's no there's no moment where you feel like all of these things they're talking about come together okay just a bunch of random shit yeah like okay here's what happens in the movie i'm gonna go get a haircut Uh, we get in the car (laughs) and then jay barishel is in the car and he's like oh man all this stuff is getting to me man and uh where's the money no one talks to each other and then (laughs) what he's uh, literally commenting on society (laughs) yeah like it's it's right away there's no moment of this movie where i was like well this is interesting why does he just get in the car I, i don't know people just appear in the car all day long he bangs three chicks because uh, all, all the guys are you young, my all the guys, all the guys in this movie are young super geniuses, and all the women are horny sluts who fuck this rich guy, uh, <laughs> except for his wife. Who now I relate to that doesn't want to fuck him, but is leaving him because she's fucking somebody else. And oh, all those scenes with her are just terrible, just terrible. Then eventually, this guy gets in the car to tell him that his favorite rapper is dead. What? <laughs> What? Yeah, really. This happened. He's like, yeah, the funeral is going on right now and stuff. And it's, uh, what in the fuck? <laughs> and he's like, oh, but uh, what do you mean he's dead? I, I play his music in my elevator. Um, that's a line of dialogue. Well, that's uh, it's social commentary because you know how sometimes rappers die. Yeah. Yeah, well, they're bringing that home. And then he, uh, and but then it's all like, but he's you know, he like, was he shot or something? No, he's like, no, it was natural causes. Does that dis- depress you or disappoint you that he wasn't shot, that he died of a heart thing? And it's like, oh, come on, man, this is, just fucking move along. And then he's all, he's getting more and more, uh, his, he's realizing that his business is falling apart and he find, there's somebody trying to kill him uh, because, oh, and there's all this, I feel like it was written by a teenager in like 1986 high school because when he wants to go get, you know, I got a haircut. She didn't get a haircut. I'd like to get that haircut. It's across town. I should get that haircut. And he's like, you know, the president's here. President of what? United States. Just like, and what? I don't understand. I have no idea how he relates to that, but that comes up a lot that the president's in town and it's like, but someone wants to kill him. 
not the president. Uh, you know. uh, and so then he fi- then he gets fed. He's all like, "Oh man!" and out there with his thoughts. So he kills his bodyguard. Okay, sure. who's played by uh, the delightful delightful Canadian actor and comedian uh, Kevin Durant? I like him quite a bit, and he's actually all right in it because he's playing like a weird angle of people. He was interesting to look at. He yeah. was just like high school acting man. Holy shit! No one talks to anybody, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever the fuck. God. And. Uh, and uh, he kills him and then he I don't know where he got the other drive he has a new driver and then he's got a gun and he's being shot at and he finds the person who's been out to kill him and it's Paul Giamatti and they have a really long terrible conversation about uh, philosophy in life and the root of decision uh, and money and oh it's corruption well, and and uh, they both got guns but they're just talking man and they're like they're not even afraid of guns and then Robert Patton's like you know f- fucking violence needs a, a purpose or something like that and then shoots himself in the hand and Mwah! it's my favorite part of the movie because he goes <laughs> <laughs> that hurt more than I thought Ew. and that and to me that was <laughs> The metaphor for me watching the movie over and over was me just shooting myself in the hand and going, ah! <laughs> I wanted to turn it off so bad. And then the movie ends where Paul Giamatti's like, but you have to die. You have to die. And then puts the gun to his head and Robert Patton's just staring into space with his one expression that is used for the entire movie. Yeah. And then directed by David Cronenberg. That's how we end up. Like, oh, man, this is going to kill me. Oh, holy fuck. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, fade to black. Holy shit. I can't believe it. Ah! This, that, I wanted, like, the, okay, see, if I had saw, just seen this in the theater, I think watching it at home was worse because I could just wait it out and was like, okay, I'm, I'm here. I'm sitting here on my popcorn and fuck <laughs> it. And I'll just zone out for an hour and a half in front of this fucking movie. But at home, it's like there's a button just to stop yeah. it, just yeah. right there. I can just stop, stop this. this I can madness. stop this fucking shit. And you're surrounded by things that you like to so do in your house. So like, hard not to pick my phone up and just start reading shit. Like, oh man! <laughs> and it's almost two hours long too of this sitting in a limo fucking yeah. movie. Um, yeah, Sounds this delightful. is just I don't know. I mean, it looked like it didn't cost a lot. They got some money from Telefilm Canada. I'm glad we're throwing it the good fucking things. That's great. Yeah. Don't uh, even fucking get me started on that. Holy shit, man. It was just, I don't know. Uh, you've heard it all before. Uh, there's problems with capitalism. Uh, <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. I saw Cocktail. Yeah, right? Yeah. Fucking Cocktail is a far better study of capitalism than this. Oh, this boy. Is just, oh, man. This is like, honestly, it's like drunk high school argument about art and capital- capitalism inside of a limo that somebody rented, as performed by Robert Pattinson. <laughs> Just yeah, that that that's the part this that really came, now, hurts. Now maybe if you, I mean, maybe if the actors understood what they were in, uh, somebody did a second draft on the script, and <laughs> if somebody you, had bothered to do a yeah, second, draft. or you had a fucking lead actor who has any ounce of charisma or yeah. a, 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 an emotional choice in any scene, he's just trying so hard to be robotic or something. I don't know, like some sort of sense of detachment, but you can't just be like. You, you have to make it interesting if you're yeah. going to be deta- if you're going to be detached, be interestingly detached because this is still a fucking movie. But there's that thing that dumb guy actors do when they're trying to seem like I feel like that's a thing that dumb guy actors do when they're trying when they're trying to seem like like there's something behind their eyes is that they don't look directly at anything. Yeah, yeah. they just look off here. Yeah, it's like Josh Hartnett. He does the same thing because sure. there's nothing behind his eyes. I, okay, honestly, it kind of seemed like for the whole thing, he was just concentrating really hard on how to do an American accent. Yeah. No. How do you, um, 
Mm. <laughs> Lim- limousine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I got to say this word I'm, a lot. I need I to be That was more it. Eastern European. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Oh, man. It sucked balls. I'm it, glad it was that just, you, It was just a really irritating, watch. painful watch. I implore anyone to watch the first five minutes. Because and then you can stop because the <laughs> nothing no there are no uh, dynamics to this movie. It never reaches another level of intensity or speed or anything. You get everything you want out of this movie in the first five minutes, and, now, you'll, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Quick question because I did see the trailer because yeah. when this first, when this thing first came out, it oh, was, was on the heels of like what uh, history of violence and um, uh, was the one that came out draft, Eastern, uh, Promises. Eastern Promises. There was another one after. So that. it was like oh man uh, yeah, yeah well there was that fire. that weird, been uh, on fire lately. Did he make a he, movie about like the. Yeah, it was uh, called a. I, I want to say it was called a dangerous something. A dangerous affair or something. A uh, dangerous method. Dangerous method. 2011. Right. Uh, about uh, the psychology of sex. Oh, or I something, saw that. That movie, which apparently is too. very awkward. I really um, didn't like that movie. But Cosmopolis looked kind of interesting. But it's better than this. I mean, it's a movie at least. Right. Yeah. This is just. Now, was there not a dinosaur? <laughs> No, in Cosmopolis. I, no, no, no. I, it looked like that in the trailer. Yeah, that, that's so quick. That's like, why I was I super thought, excited about it. Yeah, like, oh, cool. It's gonna get into this crazy like head trip shit, and we're gonna get like some psychological intensity out of Cronenberg again. Like, awesome, you know. Some. That's why I felt but like no, it kind of looked more like existence, which I didn't yeah, like yeah, either. Yeah, no, it's, and pe- that's it's what there's people are saying, all these like, people because they're talking about that that poem that refers to there's a you know like if if uh, that that uh, hypothesizes that eventually that that rats become the yeah. uh, uh, form of currency in the world. And just, you know, right. uh, and but they're all then because he talks about that. Then everyone's running around in the streets protesting, you know, big business and money. And by, by doing that, they all have rats in their hands and shit like that. And so it's a big paper mache rat, that thing that looked like a dinosaur. Yeah. Oh. And they just like lump. It, it's you see it quickly, and it bumps against the side of his car, and he's like. Uh, if you could see my face, imagine someone with no expression or feeling about anything. And that's how he looks at it, like mm, rat against my car. Yeah, Lim- limousine. Rat yeah. against my limousine. That's big rat, but I've seen bigger <laughs> or smaller. <laughs> I've seen many rats I've, of different sizes. I've seen a lot of different sizes. Never of rats. this size. A bunch of fucking nonsense. This was hard. I'm to really watch. happy that you had to watch it because you picked it as the movie. I basically know. Because, saying, well, like, man, I saw it five, ten minutes of it. And I was like, holy yeah. fuck. Yeah. So, but I picked it. Because I was really hoping Casey was going to lose again, because no one on the planet would have hated it. <laughs> would have this hated more. it more. I yeah. almost actually want to see I it. I want now. you to watch the first five minutes. Yeah. Just once All right. for me. I will. It's a, um, well, just a piece y- of shit. You had to up. sit through that movie and well, listen to a shitty album. I only yeah, had to listen to a shitty album, but true. we should talk about this album. Go ahead. That Casey gave us yeah. the fucking new Michael Bublé album called To Be Loved. Mm hmm. Uh, this album features a duet with Reese Witherspoon, mm-hmm. a duet Brian with Adams. Brian Adams. It features a lot of shitty songs that I hated listening to. Yeah. It starts on just a fucking first track. It's a very mom and dad likes it kind of jazzy standard sounding. Just the first track? The first track. And so I'm like, okay, my parents listen to shit like this all the mm-hmm. time. I'm going to make it. Yeah, it seemed like on that first track, I was like, all right, I can just, this this, this is going to be soulless, something I can tune Exactly. Soulless soul music. Yeah, 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 yeah. soulless, jazzy kind of vocal standard style. The the music is produced like everything else. It's all, it almost sounds kind of midi. It's like, okay, so I'll have to listen to the end credits of Made Manhattan for 40 minutes. (laughs) Fine. But but then the other songs start playing. Oh my God. (laughs) I couldn't have been more wrong. They do come back to these kinds of classic Uh Buble songs that you know are going to get the people that 
already like Buble uh, in, but yeah, then they like also Buble. kind of stray into. There's a song with like a Latin guitar yeah. kind of sound oh, to man. it. There's like a, oh. some stuff with like we'll try mm. and put a little bit of rock and roll in this one with the guitar yeah. licks and stuff, and it is all just fucking. And they're all covers, save three songs. Yeah, and they're all fucking garbage, and they're just, great on you. Yeah. The second song. Uh, it's a beautiful day. I think is like the single. I feel like I've yeah. heard it in a commercial before. Sure. And 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 he has this like f- subtle but still gratingly annoying auto tune going on in his mm-hmm. voice in that song. And he doesn't use it on all the songs, but on that song, it's very like just there under his voice in a really weird way, pitching it like when it doesn't need to be mm-hmm. subtly though, but in a way that you. Once you hear it, you never unhear it. So every which time is, I listened to this, I was like, fuck this which song. Which is really weird because he has excellent pitch. I know. Like, it must have just been because that's like a single and it's kind of a poppy song. Yeah, trying and to make it, it sound poppy. Like, it's, they're trying, they're, it sounds like they've tried to record, you know, 14 or whatever singles. You yeah. Know, try yeah. and pump this thing out. And everyone, and most of them are yeah. like reworkings of classics and shit like that. The, the one with Brian Adams is brutal. After all, with Brian Adams, yeah, it's yeah. garbage. And they sing like, like I thought it's it's a Brian Adams song. It's it's featuring Brian Adams, so it's going to be Michael Bublé on a verse, and then Brian Adams will do a chorus yeah. or another mm-hmm. verse. But they do this like singing at the same time thing that yeah, sounds thing so with, with so fucking stupid and annoying. Stupid. And it just sounds like oh, here's another fucking annoying voice yeah. on the same line <laughs> and melody that I have to listen to now. now. I, 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 to I two hate his songs. singing voice. I like yeah, you know, so I, contrived. And I really th- here's where I felt like I was like, you know what, this guy isn't such a great singer no because there, there's a he does he's always on pitch i've seen him live sure. because i when i he when he was nobody i used to work at the uh um, at the elgin theater yeah and he was in this review show yeah um and uh, uh and i've seen him sing live and his pitch is great it's just his voice is terrible he, yeah that's what it is so okay, okay uh, there's all the songs here sucked and this album did, like i was like i was trying to just tune it out and just be like oh yeah. whatever man it's just some fucking but the album just needles you just pokes keep, you inside hey hey yeah. hey 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 i'm a piece of shit yeah, yeah. <laughs> piece of shit grabbing you inside your fucking yeah. head he's grabbing and you so but what i'll talk about i think it what ex- encapsulates how much i hated this album perfectly and what's wrong with this album and fuck him is he does a cover of who Who's loving you? Uh, most yeah. well known by everyone, probably the Jackson Five version. Mm-hmm. It's a Smokey Robinson and the Miracle song. Fucking amazing song, and a lot of people have covered it. Yeah. Lots and lots yeah. of people. Um, but it is a it's a singer's song. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the vocal runs in it, and the starts and stops, and like some there's some real big things to hit. And uh, he just doesn't hit any of them. Yeah, he, like he, he. It seems like he struggles with with the uh, with the runs. Uh, like they just don't have any life. And then those sharp, you know, the I I I uh, he like they're so absent of any personality or yeah. flair. And like he doesn't, and His, he can't get up to where a lot of these mm-hmm. notes need to be for this well, song to work. I think that he probably could, but um, I think he's so intent on being. The new Sinatra. Yeah, I think that he's that that he he tries he's trying way too much to affect cool as opposed to yeah, being being able to not even, put any sort of passion or anything yeah. behind. And it's almost you know the way Frank yeah, yeah. Sinatra actually did totally. And it's almost not even that he's trying to be cool, but he has this kind of like ah uh, shucks vibe. Yeah, that it's just it's just kind of 
Oh, I'm oh, like. Oh, was a, I singing right now? Yeah. So I even oh, oh, shucks. Like, I'm this blue eyed, like, soul singer, but I have to be kind of pretty face. Oh, geez. Look, douche. what did I do? Kind of thing. Yeah. He's like the fucking. It, it, it's, it's not that far off of somebody like Seth MacFarlane putting an album out of jazz standards. It really like, isn't. You're the there's fucking, nothing special going exactly. on here as, a, as a vocalist. Like, you're, you're the fucking family guy guy. Don't, don't do your shitty versions of lounge songs. I don't want to hear it. I don't even like your show. Yeah. <laughs> and this is just like, you're just a fucking, like, go sing something else. Go sing a pop song. Like, I don't need you to be Sinatra. I need yeah. you to be something that I can tune out on the radio you. that I don't fucking care and there's about. There's plenty of it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Exactly. And if we don't want him, we'll get Tony Bennett. <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> there's plenty of other people who did this and they did it right. Exactly. And it felt authentic. This is inauthentic nonsense. Yeah. Like that, and that song, like, ah, God, because I love that song. Who's Loving yeah. You is one of my fucking favorite songs. Yeah. And the, like, if you want to listen to how it was supposed to sound, go listen to Smokey or Jackson 5. Both of them are fucking fantastic. Yeah. Or if you want to know how it's supposed to be covered and monitored, listen to the Terrence Trent Darby version of it. Yeah. Because Terrence Trent Darby sings fucking circles around this motherfucker. Totally. I don't know if I've ever heard that. Oh, man, it's great. Um, huh. Like, shockingly good. Oh, I can imagine, because yeah. Terrence Trent Darby has a fucking voice on him. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. And that's how you the, do the intensity behind it. Exactly. Yeah, and don't ever go listen to this album. That's no, no, just the worst. The worst. Just Good the worst. Well, I'm glad. Um, I'm glad that you guys hated it. I was amazed at how much I hated this. Yeah. I thought, oh, whatever. Boobly. Yeah. Sure. Boobly. Doobly-boo. Boobly-boo. <laughs> so Double you hated butt. this album. Mm. Did that inspire you to give us oh, oh, man. Yeah. I was something? Con- now, I didn't have a lot of time. To- I kind of almost forgot about it. It's been a very busy week for me. Oh. And... So really? today I, I was going over, there was two I was going really hard back and forth on. And then while I was Gross. sitting here Uh-oh. thinking about Buble coming up, I'm like, man, it was so irritating. Oh, I changed no. my mind and I pulled something out just a moment ago. Off, off of your list of tricks? It's not little... even on my list of battles. Oh, albums. shit. It just came into my it's head. It's just off the dome? This is just oh, going on right off now. Off the dome? I, I just, I just, I I just want you guys to listen to Aqua this week. Oh, oh God, no yeah. way. <laughs> yeah, Aquarium, that one with Barbie Girl and all that other shit. Oh. There's another one? Uh, yeah, they got a, cu- a couple albums, but no, I want the big one. Did you almost say they have a Cupra album? <laughs> they have a Cupra album. I'm sorry, I got Buble on the mind. Yeah, Aqua, Aquarium. Oh, dude. Like... I listened to Jedward. Can I just do that <laughs> no. one again? Nope. I, you know what? I'm. You know what I'm going to do is I'm just going to do the review, having listened to Jedward, and assume it's the same. Thing. I'm looking uh-huh. forward to this be, oh, only only for the fact that like I know the songs that they had, and this is like an Eiffel 65 situation that uh-huh. we had, and and I'm just kind of um, morbidly curious to like what else did they do other than those two hits? Like yeah. what? Could fucking possibly yeah. be on yeah, that, this? I want to know what's the deep cut. I know. <laughs> yeah. What didn't you make know, this it? Had seven to singles. What are the this fans fucking, like? Yeah, this fucking album had seven singles. Yeah. Really? Yeah. How many tracks? Um, let me see here. It has whoa, uh, eleven tracks. Oh, sweet! God. And they released seven of them. <sighs> All right. So, well, yep, now so, yeah, enjoy that. We are going to roll for next week's films. Biggest roll of the oh, summer. Oh, man. Yeah. No question. I forgot how nervous I, I was about this one. I am fucking scared this shitless. Is the this worst. is the best of the best <laughs> against the worst of the worst. Unbe- yeah. I couldn't, you know, well, hopefully, best of the best. There hasn't been anything in theaters Come for on. us for a little while now. So we've been doing the Netflix, but we're going back to the theaters for the bad movie. Oh, Jesus Christ. And this is epic. This is well, this is what film roulette is all about. Honestly, this it, is this is the this is the quintessential uh, <laughs> 
film roulette yeah. insanity. Blockbuster of the summer for film roulette. It does not. The stakes are never going to be higher. No, this year, the, this summer, this summer stakes will not get higher than fucking Pacific Rim, Pacific Rim. Gilmero del Toro's mm-hmm. Alien versus Robots movie. Yep. I so am excited to Everyone go to the theater and see this. Dying to see. Yeah, and the loser this week. And I've already seen reports from trusted sources yeah, saying that it's awesome just it fucking so fun, yeah. so yeah. enjoyable. Yeah, and the loser. Gets to go enjoy Grown Ups 2 yeah. with Adam Sandler and the gang. Kevin James, Chris Rock, David Spade, all the Back again. funniest people Back out from there your right favorite now. movie. Getting pissed in the Grown face. Grown Ups. <laughs> I want kids. Oh. What? We got to jump off this cliff. Oh. 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 That fat guy fell down. <laughs> <laughs> There's a gay guy in the back of my car. Whoa. Oh, yeah. I wanted women to, dro- to wash my car. <laughs> now men are doing it. I don't like men. What? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus right. Christ! Oh, uh, okay. You know what? No, no, I'm Casey's not going first. Not going this time. first? No, I'll go first. All right, do your thing. All right, I'm rolling on the bouncy castle floor uh, tile. I, I just barf right now. <laughs> and I rolled a three. All Jesus right. fucking Christ! <laughs> Who's next? Greg, right, go next. Do it. Oh. Yeah, yeah, we're switching it up. Mm-hmm. I'm so scared. Three yeah. against four. 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 Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ! If Casey doesn't roll higher than a four, <laughs> listeners. Casey rolling oh, two. two. Oh my god. Oh. oh my god. Oh. Hey, have you seen Grown Ups one? Oh. No. You're gonna be confused. Oh, I'm gonna be so, so confused. I'm so. You're gonna not know what's going on. Because I feel like up? I feel like it's probably like a Godfather one, Godfather two thing. <sighs> yeah. I've never felt this relieved. I've probably said this every time uh, that I've almost lost, but I've never felt more relieved yeah, than no. than right. I well, I fucking like we just wrap the show up now. Three. I, I had can't a three. That was I. it. I can't yeah. believe I have to kill myself. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. Enjoy. Hey, listen to Aqua on your way there. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm doing the yeah, whole thing. I'm do doing it. like a 24-hour you know marathon of fucking <laughs> bullshit. You got to do it up right when you, get, <sighs> when you got the... I can't believe that. Can we roll again? This time we'll do it in the right order. No. <laughs> you made your bed now. Yeah, like I feel like that's what fucked me. And I don't why know do why. That? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Whew. All right, Greg and I are going to see Pacific Rim. We'll talk to you about it next week. And I week. don't get to see Pacific fucking Rim. Hey, no, going no, to we're going to tell you about how good it was. Yeah. And you'll see it like a million years later, like uh, when you yeah. watched Prometheus. Yeah. yeah. I'm embarrassed for myself. Yeah. No, fuck that. I'm going to the theaters to see Pacific Rim. That oh, is yeah. happening. Yeah, yeah. Just after. No. I'm. No, I am. Then you'll have to. What, are you going to put my picture up at the uh, at the Cineplex? <laughs> Do not show Pacific Rim oh, to this Oh my god, man. I will. <laughs> Do not accept. I'll go up and just be like, "There's this guy who's been going around. He has counterfeit money, fraudulent checks. <laughs> if he tries, just... his debit is bad to no, don't then let that this means guy. that that precludes me from uh, uh, grown ups too as well. So that's fine. Oh, what no. you got to do is go. There's this guy who will only masturbate yeah. to the movie Pacific Rim. <laughs> <laughs> don't let him see. No, he's got counterfeit money, but I would like to. I, I feel bad for the guy, so I'm going to pre-buy him a Grown Ups 2 ticket. Yeah, so if he shows he up, up, just make sure he goes to see that. He's going to try and buy a ticket to Pacific Rim because he's embarrassed about how much he wants to see Grown Ups 2. So just sell him that yeah, ticket. He's very ill, and it's his last wish, but he's so embarrassed. Oh, God. So please. All right. Can I just pay a private guy to shit in my mouth? <laughs> I think that yes, comes with the ticket. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I can't wait to see A homeless guy is dressed anyway. like Adam Sandler, and he shits in your mouth going like, wow, 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 wow. Yeah, oh, or whatever no. he does. <laughs> Doing his Axl That's Rose his, impression. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fuck. we are gonna play fuck. some fuck this fucking hero yeah. swap. Casey's gonna swear for a little while. Uh, work it out. 
<laughs> Welcome to Casey's Swearing Corner. Yeah. I can't believe I really This is the fucking worst, this you guys. This is so good. You, I'm going to so fucking happy. rape you guys with the... Um, with the, uh, I hope you say. Uh, I, I hope you say. <laughs> I hope you say anything figurative, nothing literal. I'm gonna rape you guys with um, my penis. <laughs> no. Fuck. All right. All it's right. the worst kind. Yeah. <laughs> damn it. On to Hero Swap. Hero Swamp Cage Match is our weekly segment where we pit two action characters against each other in a fight to the death. One lives, one moves on. We started with 64. We will end with one. This is one of those matches. Yes, one of the we are. few matches remaining. Uh, we're working our way through. Yeah, we're working our way through. And again, like this a is... Year. I think, you know... Uh, what round is this? Four? Is that where we are? Round four? Yeah. Is that what I said? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Early goings of round four. Early goings of round four. Um, this round, second match of round four, is going to go by pretty fast. Yeah. More like there's not, uh, you know. There's well, some, we'll see. We'll see. But I'm looking at the matchups. I've got them all here. I told myself I was going to watch a. Uh, um, but this week <laughs> we've, got, uh, we've got Dutch from Predator. Right. As portrayed by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Going up against Ellen Ripley from the Alien franchise, as yeah. portrayed by uh, Sigourney Weaver. Mm-hmm. Where's that dice? I told myself that I was going to watch, um, this is what I was saying earlier, I told myself I was going to watch Alien and, and find all the opportunities for me to argue, and I didn't do that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, one. Okay, we got a one, so that means they are, uh, fuck, we're in Nakatomi Tower again. Damn it. The fight is taking place in Somebody give me that Nakatomi dice. Tower. Somebody give me that dice. All right. Dice. All right, so I said Dutch first. He's got a one. Ripley's got a four, four. so Ripley's uh, on the floor. Ripley is situated inside Nakatomi Plaza on the floor. She likes to get herself ready for she's, the oncoming. She's got the upper hand. Dutch. Again, I mean, I, I don't mean to, to, to always assume they're going to end up in the air ducts, but I think that's a safe assumption this time. Uh, yeah, you know, we got a lot of air duct action in Aliens. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, there's some in fucking Alien as well. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so this is, okay, this is familiar territory for Ellen Ripley. Uh, a far, physically far superior nemesis mm-hmm. uh, who is basically perfect at what they do. Yeah. Um, relentless, clever, um, yeah, overmatched. Mm-hmm. But she has always succeeded in these situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And However, that queen alien is way bigger than Dutch. Absolutely. And then Dutch, of course, she does not have the, the machine. Yeah. Yeah. She does not have the loader. Um, Dutch also uh, has the, these two characters have the most formidable villains from their film. Franchises, Absolutely. Without yeah. question. Um, you know, like, uh, you know, Axel Foley had to beat that guy with a suit victor maitland yeah. you know much easier than the predator from another planet that's got guns and blades and super yeah strength. or alien with, that's, with that's acid a, blood that's a weird coincidence that i just just thought of now both of their um uh alien nemesis mm, uh, have, have fought uh, each other that's true yeah, yeah. i never thought yeah. about that adorable yeah um, but deadly. With the predator generally being successful <laughs> Thanks, buddy. in those things because he always buddies up with somebody like a loser these days. Yeah. God damn it, I hate the predator buddy movies. A bunch of shit. Yeah. It's like, ugh, 
For Alien versus Predator, running away from a fireball, might as well be holding hands. No, right? You <laughs> know? know? And then they did it again in the fucking... I know. They and did it, it in, eight, in in the Requiem one? Where they were like, we're going to fix the series, guys. Hard R this time. We yeah, got yeah, it. Yeah. Don't worry. But it's still a buddy movie. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. And then Predators, which I liked the first half of. The one with Adrian Brody and stuff like that. was uh, Yeah. First half of it's pretty fun because it's in the jungle. It's got the right music. Uh, but then, yeah, it turns into a fucking buddy movie again at the end. Yeah. Like, stop humanizing the The alien shows pre- up? Huh? No, no, no. The predator and a human oh, right. are like, you're okay. I yeah. respect you, kid. Yeah, because we'll work enemy together against Yeah, table. right? Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I could listen to a whole podcast with just that. Launching next week, Alien Talk with Craig Legro. Um, yeah, uh, interesting that both of these people have the, have mm-hmm. had those types of villains. So I think, right. yeah. I think... That is going to come into play. I also think it's interesting because both of them obviously have experience fighting people, but in just on-screen stuff, it's like it's just interesting that they mostly fight big aliens or yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Right. Although the predator is the most like a human, true. So I feel like there's an edge there, right? For Dutch, uh, sure. Ish. Ish. Well, it doesn't bleed acid and stuff like this that. This is true. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, There's a lot of... You know, getting into that's not really going to get us anywhere. So, all right. So, she's... We're going with... She's up in the uh, air vents. Air ducks. Everyone goes there. Yeah, well, you know, that's what I do, too. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. There's not a lot to do. It's called jump hide out behind that counter. <laughs> or air ducts. You know. I'd end it all. Just I guess. <laughs> get it over with. Pillars, you know, I feel like I'd just be sitting sobbing in front of the elevator. Yeah. Okay. So, ding. Dutch is on the floor. All right. Yeah. Uh, he does not see her, so no, what's no. his first? Well, he's he's military trained. He, yeah, he's gonna he's, he's gonna used walk to around being and dropped into situations where he doesn't know the terrain. And yeah, surroundings. He, he's gonna. I feel like he's gonna do the military thing though, and and because it's not like a jungle style, he's gonna revert to the kind of secure the area, mm-hmm. find the perimeter, yeah. work your way in center. Yep. This is all incredibly accurate military stuff because I know my <laughs> shit. Yep. I'm not talking well, out of my ass. You were in Nam. Uh, I was in the shit. So you were in the shit. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> this is what he would do. Yeah, he's I was gonna in the shit. Yeah, concentric the circles <laughs> around. Work his way into the center. Mm-hmm. He's not going to find her, and then he's going to be looking up after that. Oh yeah. Do you think she's just up there? What's she doing up there? Playing with watching. twiddling her thumbs, yeah. doing thumb wars That's with she, herself. You know, with the aliens, she, <laughs> she had sock to learn. Puppet show. She, you know, she had to kind of watch and learn. Yeah. You know. Right. Uh, yeah. She's them, observing. You know? Yeah. I she feel did like she spent a lot of that time sort of not running but uh, assessing and getting the fuck out of the way yeah absolutely i feel like she is kind of keeping a safe distance but i also feel like she's moving around a little in the ducks and i feel like she can do it without him knowing like i feel like when he's far away she's kind of circling around where he just was and kind of seeing what he's doing yeah trying to figure out what she can do to beat this man you know yeah because he's big and he's scary um so, and I think what she's going to want to go for, because a, a hand-to-hand fight's not going to work. No. Mm-hmm. She's going to know this. There are weapons. There's power tools. Yeah, there's the power tools. I like see that. her going but for the power But also, tools. we are uh, on the, like, 20-some-odd floor yeah. of this building. And it is floor-to-ceiling windows, just glass panes. We're not looking at walls. We're looking at straight glass. Right. So, I'm thinking her her feeling always with the uh, with the aliens is out the window. 
That's how that's how she gets the one in yeah. and the yep. alien. That's what she does with the. Uh, it's her airlock. Yeah, absolutely. She, yeah, yeah, she yeah. Needs, yeah. Airlock action is what's going to have to go on here. Mm-hmm. I think she's trying to figure out how totally to get him to a window and through it. And I think yeah. while this like they've both now kind of looked around the area, figured out what's going on. I think she's far enough away still that now she can exit the air duct. I don't think yeah. that there's going to be a like I jump down on you or you pull me down yeah i think she's gonna exit she's the air duct out. when he's somewhere else and but now be on the same level as him and kind of figure out what do i need to get and how can i push him out the window with i it. feel like if she's going to be pushing him out the window she's going to need some sort of momentum mm-hmm. uh yeah because he's a big giant man yeah and also i mean i don't want to assert that he's definitely camouflaged himself somehow <laughs> <laughs> but he's, he's found the paint like they used yeah. <laughs> to, to paint the, the walls it <laughs> is an unfinished floor so there's paint around right <laughs> she can't see me but i feel like she's gonna exit <laughs> the air duct i'm like shell blue <laughs> um like she's gonna exit shell's the, blue is that a thing yeah she's gonna exit the air duct yeah. and 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 kind of have a, a few moments to maybe get a power saw or whatever you were saying mm-hmm. and and figure out like okay he's a, he's over there now how do i how does this turn into an attack now that i'm out of the air i duct? think maybe she takes some of these heavier power tool things and instead of using them as weapons using them break out a bunch of these walls of windows right in a big open area which is but gonna I mean, draw that's him. immediately going to draw him it's gonna yeah. draw so him, she's going to need to do this it's a full in, floor she's got yeah. he's on one side and she's on the other she's so she starts on one side so she's going to come because yeah. it's going to have to come to this but he's coming from this side and she's breaking on she's breaking windows on this side yeah they're going to meet in the middle no, not if she, she waits. Back up into an air vent. She can, you know, okay. there's there's a lot of tables and pillars. And so yeah, she has and to draw him to one specific window. She yeah. needs so him in that area. She's okay. broken a couple windows out. He's right. realized it. He's on his way. What does she do? She jumps up into the air duct. What's going on? Yeah, I like her getting back inside. Okay. Yeah, so I kind of do because I kind of feel like an aerial attack is probably her best. Yeah. And like sort of like, like somehow swing swinging feet, exactly feet to the middle feet of the first back. to the to, to his back. Yeah, yeah, his back is probably the best option. Yeah, as he's maybe going to check out the window, right? Right. See what the fuck's going on. No, he's. I don't think he's. He's going to check out the window no, but because there's nothing be else enough. There. He's going to know that whoever broke the window is coming from mm-hmm. inside. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he <laughs> it expects... It was a giant bird flew into the window. <laughs> I don't think that he expects what she does, which is jump down. And, and I, I do yeah. think that she does kick him in the general direction of the window. Do right. we want him to fall out? What are we saying? I'm saying if he does... I. You know when he goes through and you know get to the chopper, yeah, no, yeah, and then he turns and runs, and now he falls all kinds of stuff. But he's good at you know, catching. I could see him maybe dropping a floor to catching on to something, right? Getting back in through yeah. on another floor, right. and okay, hijacking his way up the staircase. I was, in, yeah. She's, uh, you know, doesn't know where the fuck he is, and he's coming up through the stairs now. Yeah. Oh no! Oh, okay. you think he's coming back? See, oh, I th- he's coming back. My my initial Uh-oh. thought was that she goes to kick him out, and he gets a hold of her, and they maybe. fall out together onto some kind of like scaffolding or something. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. But um, well, they're on the twenty third floor. Not okay, going to be you know a what? lot I'll, of scaffolding I'll give up you that, that way. But... He goes out the window. He goes out the window. But much like the end of Aliens, catches her angle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this all makes sense. I think okay. this is a nice compromise. Okay, so we got her um, so hanging on for dear life, and she's got a three hundred and fifty pound man hanging yeah. off yeah. of her, her ankle. This could go either way. Yeah, I think so. Well, I, I don't know. I think that if if she's going to die, both of them are going to die, mm-hmm. unless well, you know. Uh, Okay, so he's holding on to the ankle. He's able. Then he's got a little bit of time. He can kick in the window of the okay. floor below that he's hanging yeah. in front of. Right. Then I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a bold move here. Yeah. He kicks that in. 
and gets a foot inside and a little bit of leverage on his foot. Yeah. And then he's still got her by the ankle. And this is where a big, just heavy pull comes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he pulls her into the floor. Huh? They, but now they're both on that floor. No, I think he's just. <laughs> I think we're getting. <laughs> I don't want to on that die. Now they're on the, now they're on the 22nd on that... floor. Uh, chapter four. Yeah. She's going to land on that fucking cop car and scare the shit out of Reginald Bell Johnson. Oh, <laughs> oh really? <laughs> I'm throwing her at the cop car. All right. You yes. know, I mean, it is. Right. It is. You guys. Dutch. You guys vote for it. I disagree. I want. I, I want honestly, go, I was but... hoping that I, I, I was really going Ripley. I really uh, was. All right, that's fair. But he's a giant fucking man. Yeah, yeah. he's a giant Dutch military is, guy. That's fucking sexist. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> he's a, he's a I giant. stand behind it. He's a man. <laughs> no, I think. Uh, but you know, he's pretty, a man. Yeah. No, no, I know what you mean. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, this, this <laughs> is, look, Ellen yeah, is a um, uh, total survivor. Yeah. Total survivor. Get, this is you know we're down to. Like, so she doesn't die. You're saying when she hits the ground. Exactly. She goes and has a delightful life. With Reginald, with Bell. Reginald oh, okay. Bell Johnson, <laughs> Which who later tells her for so anyone. So you say she needs a man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, a gay man. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. That's fine. I think that's how it's going to happen. All right. It was a good fair fight. Enough. It was close. She got right down to the wire, but no, Dutch yeah. is good. Fair enough. Well, that makes me sad. Yeah, yeah. But Dutch is very good. He is. Very good. He's okay. Dutch. So Dutch moves on. Sorry, Ripley. For bad. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, man. All right. Anyway, next week. We're, uh, we might have some home field advantage. We'll see what happens. Next week, we've got John McClane of Die Hard mm-hmm. going up against The Bride. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's going to be interesting. That's mm-hmm. very, very I really hope it's cool. not at Nakatomi Towers. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I know. get out of there for a little while. Um, All these air dots. Yeah. It's going to be good. I'm excited about that. All right. Sweet. Yeah, so that's it for this week. Uh, check mm-hmm. us out at facebook.com slash synwpc or twitter.com slash synwpc. Uh, hit us up. Follow our other shows. Faculty of Horror recorded a new episode, so that's going to be coming out soon. Uh, I believe Lonely Nights with Bruce Douglas is over, but we're gonna, we might be getting a new show from Bruce Douglas, so keep your ear to the ground for that. Uh, go to modernsuperior.com. Read all of our textual entertainment pieces that we've put up there. Yes. Casey wrote about the Pixies' new song, Bag Boy. Mm-hmm. Yes, I did. Great write-up. I was very kind. Mm-hmm. No, you weren't. No, it was nice. <laughs> And I agree with everything you said. So yep. got lots of blogs up We've there. We've got the uh, the newest one today. Dan Gorman has written uh, an awesome mixtape uh, article. That hell yeah, that's some sweet. You need to you need to put this mixtape together. Get a nice listen to. Yeah, I just put yep. put some songs together. That'll be something that we'll be able to do. All three of us can do that. So. Yeah, yeah. I think that'll start to be a, a segment on yeah. the site where where we'll each have our, our little um, sort of a themed mixtape. Yeah, yeah. I just like, like yeah, that. and 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 I think we all grew up making mixtapes, so sure. it's just a yeah. new way to kind of. Get yeah. that yeah. out to of get that out of our systems. I yeah. miss the mixtape thing of sitting. It's, well, it took a lot more of making someone a playlist and burning it yeah. onto a CD or something like that. It just you know, click and the actual and like you you had to listen to the song yeah. while you were making a mixtape. It took and you as had long to as it takes to listen to it. You know, just to just to record. Yeah, it, and you had to smoke a bunch of it. cigarettes. Oh, it was the best. <laughs> yeah. Make a cool cover for the fucking thing. Yeah, too. dude, it was always a good time. Well, really. you're you're a visual artist. You can do that. I I know I never could. <laughs> so I just named it something hilarious. Uh, very yeah. good. Yep. Fair enough. Um, yeah, yeah. So we'll be so, doing that. I've got uh, a review of Jay Z's new album coming out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, lots of stuff. Yeah, so lots of stuff, you guys. Stuff. Lots of stuff. So check it out. Do it. And check Time Bandits coming up <laughs> next week. 
or we got an announcement episode coming up in a couple of days. Yep. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. lots to do. Lots. Please follow us. Please talk to us. We love you. We and miss you. We miss you. I don't know why. I don't know. Uh, so that's it. We will see you next Wednesday. Yeah. Goodbye, Internet. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.